Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're live. <laughs> Hello, all you gorgeous pairs of ears out there. How's it hanging? Good evening. Hi, Nick. Hi. My name's Megan. Uh, you look cute. Um, my name is pronounced Megan Mullally. Have I said that on this podcast before? Not sure if you've done Maybe. the whole pronunciation. Yeah. M- Megan, rather than Megan, and Mullally, rather than Mullally, which is what everybody says. Megan. I know. I really needed to bring the hammer down a lot sooner on Mullally because it's the the horse, or the, what is it called? The, the horse horses. is out of the stable, <laughs> yeah. or out of the barn. Yeah. The toothpaste is out of the tube. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't. Um, that not, ship has sailed. Yes, I was not assertive and forceful as I needed to be. I remember when Susan Sarandon first got like kind of famous, and she went on talk shows, and people were like Sarandon. She was like, "Nope, it's Sarandon." She was not shy about it, and I think I needed to channel my inner Susan. And now she's running for president. No, I wish. Okay. Um, what would we talk about if we were just going to talk for 45 minutes? Because that's what this is going to be. It's uh, just me and my my lover. Well, I would... Come um, on out, Bobby. Oh, wait. What? <laughs> Bobby? Bobby Riggs. Um, I would ask uh, the person who's always in charge of topics, which is yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, my My topic tonight is no topic. Okay. My topic is free for all, free form. Right on. Yeah. Let's talk about agriculture. Let's talk about what we have eaten exclusively for the last two plus months. Um, That seems like a short estimation. It's more than that because we were eating at home also. 
Okay, three months, four months. Yeah, uh, we've been eating um, exclusively home cooked meals, uh, mostly by prepared by Megan. Some uh, maybe one one in fifteen by me, or one Nick, in twelve. Nick bought a a, a smoker called the big green egg it's a yeah. popular smoker yeah so he occasionally smokes a meat japanese style smoker uh been doing a lot of pulled pork mm-hmm. smoked pork shoulder butt i want to <clears throat> kind of veer off of the naming of meats to the thing that is the most salient uh, area of interest in this topic, which is that I have I never <laughs> cooked in my lifetime until now, and all of a sudden now that's you know my my life blood. That is true. I can do forty five minutes na- of naming meats. I know that's why I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to steer you away from that yeah, subject. I mean. In our house, that's the headline of the pandemic. Like, mm-hmm. how? what was up with your guys' pandemic over at Nick and Megan Mullally's house? And, uh, and I would say Megan Mullally became a chef out of nowhere. It is. It is how many cooking shows have you watched? Zero. Zero. It's completely out of nowhere. How did it start? It all started with chocolate chip cookie dough. That's right. I remember the day. Yeah, I had a hankering for chocolate chip cookie dough, and so I made some. I just wanted to eat the dough, you know, which you're probably not supposed to do, but do it. Who cares? Um, and I made it, and then I, I, I kind of felt a little ill, so I, I made actual cookies, and they were edible, and I mm. thought, say. So I started um I started cooking and baking and I bought I have I've bought about at least a dozen cookbooks um and I pour over them like a freak and I uh, Nick's gone Nick how many um separate packets of those what do they call those tabs that you use to mark pages? Oh gosh, I mean, I've 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 been to the store three times, and I I mean, each one of those, you know, those like post-it tabs that you little colored things that you little mark book, pages bookmark with, tabs, yeah, yeah, bookmark tabs. Yeah, I've gone through about six pack packs of those on in, in, for my cookbooks. The, I never have yeah. said any of these words before any of these sentences in my life. And it's uh, it's it's really uh, been quite savory. Um, it's been a delicious time. I had, I had to run out to the store for radishes the other night when I had something in the oven, and I remember thinking, "When has this ever?" I never ever ever thought I would cook. I've been I've made many jokes about it. Yeah. Nick and I have jokes. We used to have a joke like, oh, I'll make your special breakfast. And we would laugh uproariously because, of course, <laughs> I have never made him brec- breakfast. It's all changed. Yeah. So many changes. Oh. I feel like another really... Wait, what? 
I was going to ask you what, what are, you know, now that you've become an accomplished chef, Mm -hmm. um, what are your predilections? Like what, Mm. what, 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 you know, you've got all these cookbooks, but for the hundreds of recipes you have purchased Mm -hmm. and print, Mm -hmm. what, what is your eye or your palate drawn to? I'm glad you asked Nicholas David Offerman. Uh, I, I think that I, I like a lot of ethnic uh, cooking. I've made a lot of the cookbooks I've used have been Israeli. Mm-hmm. I've made a lot of Mexican food. A lot of Mexican yeah, food. Yeah, we we love that Mexican food. Yeah, and Italian. And you're quite Those good at it. Uh, here's a hot tip mm. co- coming from one of your probably your best patron. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything with fresh tomatillos. Thumbs up. Mm-hmm. That shit is delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it's it's been um, it's been a real whirlwind over here. So some specific ethnicities, because um, I haven't noticed a lot of Irish cuisine. <laughs> no, I haven't broached that. I that's very tricky. Very tricky cooking. So I I have to work my way up to that. Well. Very complicated. A lot, a lot of potatoes involved. Uh, I, I would not mind uh, some meals that would go, would go well with a Guinness. And yet, and also I've, all the bread, I, I make, I've made all the bread that we've had for months. Yeah. Um, well, that's the crazy thing is, uh, you know, to, to put it in context, the 19 years leading up to this, uh, in which we've lived together, we have both been extremely busy, like workaholic, running around like crazy, doing lots of different showbiz stuff and drugs, a lot of drugs, a lot, a lot of aspirin. I mean, I take an aspirin every day. That's, yeah, on the advice of my doctor, mm-hmm. if that's what you're referring to, yeah. uh, and some fish oil here Malox. and there when I feel like getting crazy. But I mean. Uh, you know, because of modern uh, modern habits, you can now like have healthy, you know, any manner of meals brought into your house or made for you, you know, uh, across a, a spectrum or scale of, of cost, you know, from the different affordabilities. And yeah. we've, we've done everything from like, we regularly just like pick up salads from a nice restaurant you know, like entree salads, but we've done gone all the way to having like a fancy chef prepare our meals and we drop have? drop them off twice oh, a week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, so mm-hmm. we, but we didn't have like a chef come over to the house in an outfit and we don't whip no. up a no. But and but but what I'm driving at is like we we care about what we eat and we pay attention to even the sourcing of the ingredients and we've always you know been uh, I mean. In the for the last twelve or fifteen years, we've been really into yeah, but good ingredients and, and healthy cooking. But the fact that we haven't eaten a restaurant meal, there was one meal we had where we were out in a beautiful northern California town called Healdsburg, and we came across oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. a sausage place. Oh my 
God. Chicago. Chicago hot dogs. That's what I had. What I, did you have? I had a bratwurst. You but, only had one. See, I had two. <laughs> that's, that's my go-to is the bratwurst. Yeah. But, but outside of that evening, which was quite delicious, all of our meals have been prepared in the home. That's insane. That's bananas. I came up, and the other thing is food is a lot better for you when you make it yourself. I've decided. I don't even know what that means. And also food's not as fattening when you make it yourself. Yeah. Because I haven't gained any. I lost weight over the quarantine, but I haven't gained any weight, even though I've been eating what I think is a lot of like carnitas. Also, yeah, I mean, it, you're eating, you're bake, baking delicious bread and eating toast with uh, raspberry preserves. Yeah, I think that, you know, I, my diet had gotten so limited because I felt like, well, I can't eat this, I can't eat that, I can't. And I had this long list, but now that I'm making food, I feel like, oh, I'm not going to eat this for yeah. sure, you know. And also things that I wouldn't wouldn't normally feel like I would like, I, I like it if I cook it. <laughs> oh, God, I'm already pretty snobby about it, and I feel like my new career is as a famous chef. Um, or as a famous kitchen accessory shopper. Oh my God. Okay. So that's been, that's a, it's a, it's a two hander. Yeah. Because that's been the other thing is the, we didn't have, we didn't really have kitchen stuff <laughs> because we don't cook. We had the basics. We had the, I mean, but basic. And so I, I've been on a little Amazon shopping spree because Jeff Bezos needs more money. So I wanted to help. I wanted yeah. to do my part. He's he's only uh, I don't even know the word, the exponential degree to which he's. He's the richest person ever in the history of well, recorded the statistics. Money. I'm seeing <laughs> on social media right now are like this one. I think I remember uh, Jeff Bezos could write a check to every child born in 2020 for twenty four thousand dollars. And when he was done, he would have as much money as he had at the beginning of the pandemic. Hmm. Well, you're just full of facts and figures, it aren't seem, you? It seems like our uh, society is a little out of whack. <laughs> I applaud your retention. I th I, I'm detecting an imbalance. Uh, I want to talk about pots and pans, though, because that's really a lot of what's consumed me over the last few months. Talk to me. Um. I don't know. I didn't know anything about it. So I've spent I've spent an unbelievable amount of time reading about pots and pans. And even like I'll go on Amazon and I'll read reviews of like um, pot holders. I'm not kidding. <laughs> like I will scour. I've spent an hour reading reviews for trivets. Mm. That's real. Um so I've learned a lot, but pots and pans, you know, it's an investment. Sure. It can be a lifetime investment if you choose wisely. That's right. They're expensive, but, you know, you get what you pay for, right? Yeah, and then I, I love maintaining a tool. So I, I love specifically, we've gotten some nice cast iron pieces and learning about how to season them and, and properly maintain them. And those things will last for generations. I got some stove. Pieces recently, S T A U B. Um, that is a cast iron cookware, 
and also an enameled cast iron cookware in certain instances. I got some Le Creuset. Le Creuset? And, um, you know, I mean, I it's it's crazy. It's look, people, it's crazy over here. <laughs> I mean, don't come over unless you want the shit to go down because it's pretty crazy. It's on. And I, uh, my challenge then, uh, besides you know being your taster, and uh, and I do a lot of dishes, um, is n- for me not putting on a bunch of weight because your cooking is super delicious and well we decided like if i make the delicious pizza that i've now made twice from allison roman's cookbook what's it called nothing fancy that's right okay this pizza oh so god it's bonkers it's the pepperoni pizza oh my god all right so for example if i make that delicious pizza Mm mm-hmm you could have three pieces, but then don't go to the kitchen and have three more pieces. Right. That's what we decided. That's what I learned the second time we had it, <laughs> and um, and I and I laid awake in pain until three in the morning. Delightful pain. It's worth it. It's so worth it. Um, I did secretly have a topic, but I wanted to talk about pots and pans so badly that I didn't want to tell you. But I'm gonna I'm gonna launch into it now. Okay. And that is that a lot of our quarantine experience has centered around reality television. Hmm. We've talked at length about what's the show where they the bears are chasing them? Alone. Alone. We've talked at length about Alone, which we watched all six seasons of. But that, oh my God, can you believe that was like six months ago? It seems like yeah, 45 was, years ago. It was in the 90s. But. Recently, okay, so I was talking to Jessica Williams, and she was, we were having a little girl time with a couple of other um, women, and she said that she would like to teach a college course on Love Island UK. And I thought, oh, poor Jessica. Well, I didn't think that at all. I was immediately intrigued. And she really wasn't kidding when she said that she wanted to teach a college course on it. Um, I, I now know, Nick and I both now know, because we've just watched the first two seasons of it, that show. Did you say UK? Love Island UK? Love Island UK. Yeah. Yeah. It's fasc- It's a fascinating oh study. Oh, God. And there are many moments uh, where the dialogue becomes Pinteresque. Well, that's what I was saying. Like in the it, during the first season, I was like, I want to transcribe these scenes, especially between just the the men, the guys, the boys, as they're called, and just do it on Broadway <laughs> because it is. It's like Pinter or Joe Orton. I mean, it's it's insane. But like the stories, because okay, so for those of of you and I and we do feel bad for you who have not seen Love Island UK. Um it's not like The Bachelor. It's like Big Brother except so they're 
They're being filmed at all times. They live together in a house, but it's a it's a rea- it's a dating show. So they when they the they first come in, they have to pair up, and then they have to sleep in in the in a bed together. And the it's, and, they, they and they're all up, in the same room. And the six couples sleep in the same big room. Is that room. not exactly what I just said? I'm emphasizing. Okay. <laughs> Thank I can, you. I can step into the He's other my room underscorer. Like. No, I really don't want you to. All well, right. maybe. No. Um, so, yeah, they all sleep in the same room. So, there'll be like one couple per bed, and they're like, you know, seven beds. And it's, I don't know how to describe it. Well, it's it's just it's a fascinating you know study. Uh, 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 it's like a terrarium. It's like a human scale terrarium of yes. um, of creatures uh, behaving in in a sort of affected wilderness. Yeah, that is a really really good way of putting it. Um, but we've gotten really invested in a in a a few of the couples and um we've hoped for their continued happiness in a pretty genuine way yeah i mean the the um it seems like the uh contestants or you know participants are selected from uh, sort of working class party scene you know they mm-hmm. they um are all very willing to prance about in the uh, equivalent of a napkin and and some string uh i mean it's it's downright near nudity it's unbelievable like they walk around for the whole show because it's it's filmed in spain like over the summer and so it's hot and there's a giant pool and they're literally in thongs for the entire time. Like, I don't think I've been comfortable in a bathing suit since the summer before eighth grade. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, and I, I just have learned that people don't appreciate it if I have my shirt off. Nick saw me naked last night by accident, and I had to have an emergency therapy session today. And here we are, still getting along. And here we are. After all this time. Um, yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's a great version of uh, what I consider to be the fast food of television. We finished watching it a couple of days ago, but I dreamed about it last night for some reason. Well, oh, what? Well, something that I think has made us feel invested is that you get sort of these party boys and girls to a certain extent, and they're, you know, they're naughty. They they want to hook up with each other, and sometimes they jump from bed to bed, and it's kind of gross sometimes. But then across the six weeks that they're together in the villa, um, (laughs) eventually some of them... Uh, you you see their their um, superficial walls breaking down, and they come to know a more mature and adult sense of love. And and that for me, that's the hook. 
I'm like, oh shit, yeah. Even this scaffolder and this go-go dancer uh, suddenly seem to have the truth of romance between them. And by God, we may have just seen real love take root. Well, there was, yeah. What did you call them? The, there was a couple, I don't want to say the names because it's a spoiler, but you know, our heroes. From, that, from the first season? From set the second season, who you said, oh, they, they became reformed, right? Isn't that what you said? Um, yeah. Uh, the, um, <laughs> the one with this, the shaved. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh, yes. The, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They were reformed. I just did a big boobs sign. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really narrow it down a great deal. No, but, um, and another really great advantage of Love Island UK is every season is like 5 billion episodes and there's really like we've kind of watched everything and so I'm actually really grateful that we have four more seasons of this to watch because it's going to it's going to take up mm. some time well I've I've really enjoyed the two seasons that we've seen. <laughs> They're shooting The Bachelor though. They are. Yeah. Are they are they doing it in a bubble? Um Wait, I had breaking news and I fr- didn't read it. Yeah, they're they're in Palm Springs and they're all at a hotel together quarantined Crazy. and they can't leave. So once they get voted off then they're still all there together. Wait, there was Right, a, of course. Should I break this news that nobody cares about except for me over our podcast? Why not? Entertainment Tonight, this just in. Cassie Randolph files requ- request for a restraining order against Colton Underwood. Ding dong. You haven't seen this yet. No. Oh, no. Oh, man. I know. It's listed as domestic violence. That's a shame. Mm. I guess they split up and somebody's not happy about it. Well, this is an awfully dark turn. I know. I'm so sorry, dear ears. Uh, Kevin, you can either cut this out or I can say um, if you are living in a domestically abusive situation tell somebody it's really easy to think things are your own fault or to somehow be cowed into keeping it a secret but if you uh if you were suffering abuse of the physical or psychological or or verbal form tell somebody make a call um because you're not alone and you don't deserve it wow thank you nick that was beautiful well, and very um, important. It's a real thing. So, how's your health? Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Life is a highway. 
and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Health is good. I, uh, feeling, you know, it's weird. I, for the first time in my life, I, I feel um, I, I have to remind myself almost daily that I'm not like a failure or a loser because I'm not like getting a bunch of work done, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little bit of work done. I'm writing, but um, but not, you know, we, our our household was a finely oiled machine. And we have, we had uh, two full-time employees so that like anything extraneous was taken care of. Like somebody take the dogs to the vet. Somebody goes to the grocery store. Somebody, you know, puts gas in the car so that we could just shit out the most high level entertainment 24 seven, like cramping out crazy Tootsie rolls of, of comedy and and content and all of that is shut down you know we we no longer we have like half an employee now and and you know which which has a lot of value i love going to the grocery store and like choosing like i spend you know 45 minutes in the produce section like pouring (laughs) over which bunch of cilantro seems the freshest or You want to please the chef. I do. Or choosing potatoes or onions. Like when it calls for two medium yellow onions, you know. I know. Describe medium. Yeah. Define medium. You put a lot of thought into it and I appreciate it. But, you know, other than that, other than that, like slight cloud of reduced uh, financial productivity. Where I'm not like cranking stuff out, um, my health feels good. I'm running three to four miles a day, um, and that that feels really good. It goes very well with the good eating I've been doing. And I'm just the opposite. I don't want to work at all ever. I'm anti-work, and I I am anti-exercise. And how do you, how does your health feel? Fantastic. Great. There you go. Two sides of the spectrum. Hmm. Two ends of the spectrum, excuse me. Ooh, I have, I do have a real pet peeve, or, you know, Nick does too right now about um, grammar. Ooh. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, um, I, I am not as discerning. <gasps> like I, I, I certainly find it a pet peeve, but well, I mean the fact that you correct me with regularity uh-huh. is what I'm saying. It's I'm like, sorry. That's all right. But you obviously are way more on top of it. You have been an English major for a time. Well, but you know, it's it's little things that are very basic to you know. Proper grammar. And I think because um, everything else is falling 
apart before our very eyes. I want people to yeah to not do these make these grammatical errors. So one of them, the main one that's really driving me to drink right now, and I again I think the horse has left the barn on this one too, is is when people say there's so many books I want to read. They say there is apostrophe S so many books I want to read. It should be there are so many books I want to read. There are so many books I want to read. It's the same, it takes the same amount of time. There's so many books I want to read. There are so many books I want to read. You busted me on this just earlier. I said like there's there's a couple uh, light bulbs yes. upstairs or whatever, and, and, and you said there are a couple of <laughs> light bulbs upstairs. Oh, it makes me sad. And mad. I would, uh, you know, my my grandpa Ray uh, when when I would would use the word ain't. Uh, what would um, ask me where I was educated, and I would say the Manuka school system. I mean, I'm yeah, and you know, I, I yeah. So I think some of it is, um, cultural, and some of it is location specific, and there is a time and a place for the word ain't, but not for Nikki Offerman. <laughs> well, it's it's like what you call Manuka Fork. Um, oh, God. The, Tell our dear listeners. These are practices that... How I've suffered. I don't, you know, we, people don't think about these things. They're, they're just parts of our our manners or our grammar that have eroded i do think that we've i i this is in our book but nick nick for the first you know 45 years of our relationship held his fork like a toothbrush (laughs) no it is i mean you can't argue that it's better for scooping it's faster yeah yeah, that, um, and he still occasionally forgets and will be like, at a dinner party, and I'll be like, Manuka fork, and then he gives me a dirty look, but then he eventually changes it. You also do that thing that drives me out of my mind, and you blamed it on having a mustache, but you've been clean shaven for low these many months and still doing it, which is when, use, when you're using a spoon oh. for anything, he puts the spoon in, Upside down and then like really like graphically no, no, no. like sucks and then he <laughs> graphically like sucks it on it and turns it over as he pulls it out. So hang on, you're misrepresenting Mm-mm. this a little bit. No. And it is because of a mo- Oh, do you put it in regular? You put it right side up. Oh, he puts it in right side up and then like just in the most like so, sucky no, slaggy there's no, there's way no turns it over and like smoops it out of his mouth <laughs> okay slowly here's the thing sensuously if, if bear with me if you have a mustache you haven't had one for all this time it's substantial and it's hanging just a picture like a quarter inch of thick mustache hanging what a, i into, don't care about that into the opening of your tell mouth. me what's your excuse so for then no you have, mustache you have a big soup spoon full of either butternut squash soup or I ice think, cream or I think ice we're cream. with you now listen, okay so i want to get to the so guilty you're gonna go here, so here comes the choo-choo it goes into the tunnel right side up 
And you have to think about it. Even going in, you have we to carefully avoid the whiskers. So then once you're in there, if you use the conventional We're method so far ahead of you and pull the spoon out. Oh my god. You fill the mustache with the food. I'm gonna start crying. So you flip it over. And there's no sucking or smooping. Yes, there is a huge, long, seductive you smoop. Pull 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 it down Ugh. and away. And completely clean that spoon off gonna, of your soup or your ice cream. I'm gonna pass out. Now if you okay. have a beard or a mustache for ninety seven <laughs> to the good part percent of your adult life, and then you shave those whiskers. What about if you have a wife for Bear with a me good here. part of your life and she hates it? How about that? All right. Here's if if you shave the whiskers away. You're still in that habit. Of, that's how you. I don't. I'm not buying it. That's how you. I'm not buying it. Deliver. How about a there was a meal? habit of shaking people's hands and hugging people that was instantly broken in one minute when it was found out that there was a deadly virus sweeping the world. How about those habits? It'll come right back. No, it won't. Uh, sure, it will. It's not coming back. No, it's- but you broke. It doesn't matter. You broke it immediately is my point. So how about that habit that you instantly broke within five minutes if, of hearing? If the spoon... Look, I do my best. I, I try. I mean... How about the habit of not wearing a mask ever when in I your entire for, life? When I forget to do the spoon trick, it's sincerely uh, an, a mistake. I don't mean to. Oh, my. Purely because Lord. it upsets you. Oh, God. Okay, well, let's change the subject before I have to go take a drive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Nick, by the way, has become an engineer, a recording engineer, because we, in addition to our uh, beloved number one smash hit podcast, which you're currently listening to, um, we do a lot of animated jobs and animation jobs. And so uh, we have to have all this equipment and Nick has become quite proficient. Well, the funny thing is uh, we, um, we are on a cartoon regularly called the great North. Which hasn't premiered yet. It'll premiere. I don't know when. Oh yeah. Next year. I think in the fall maybe. Yeah. Next year. Um, on Fox. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they, so they gave us, so we already had a whole setup for the podcast um, for us to record episodes at home. Then the Great North gave us a whole other setup so that they are familiar with the equipment and they, you know, using a laptop and Zoom sessions, they can be sure to record our our content and our dialogue professionally then we've done a couple other cartoons. One of them is a big, fancy, famous cartoon. And they... The Simpsons, maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> they, they sent a whole, like a hard case piece of luggage, a whole other kit. So I've had, so every time we do a different recording job, because I've also done some voiceover for narration of documentaries and, and what you name it. Every time we do that, we have to set up a different system. So I do think I could probably get a, a degree in sound engineering by now. I think so. 
I mean, I'm very impressed with it. Um, I have no interest in learning to be a sound engineer, which means that in five years, I will be obsessed with sound engineering, and that's all I'll want to do. Just like cooking, the things that I said I would never enjoy. Yeah, you'll be up all night looking at microphones and uh, dust uh, what, what do you call these? Wind, wind, wind screens. Wind screens. It is sounding pretty good already. And if, maybe it's just something different. We just want. We're just craving something different. Do you think? Mm, I I don't know. I I don't think it's just that simple as something different. I think that um, I think that what a lot of the world is enjoying is sort of the main silver lining of the pandemic is that a lot of uh, a lot of the world especially business wise is shut down so a large part of the population is at home a lot more than they've ever been used to you don't say and so i think what we're enjoying a lot of people are enjoying is that you are you slow down you're seeing the the trees outside your window or, you know, your neighborhood in a way that you just never have because you're always on the go, on the go, on the go. Yeah. And you're, as you pointed out, you're like, oh, what's this kitchen? What are these burners on this uh, stove? What can be done with these? This is incredible. Yeah. This is this is where they bake the those loaves of bread I've always read about. It's it's it was a real awakening. I just I feel like a completely different person though than I did a a, a year ago. Completely different. That's pretty thrilling. I, mean, I know. I love it. Yeah. Like all the things except for Nick and our dogs and you know my friends, my true friends. Um I I every I don't I don't I like the things I didn't like and I don't like the things I did like. It's all all changed. Which means it's going to be an an exciting new world when things uh, are taken in hand and we can travel again, you know. I know. I have this funny feeling that we're going to end up living in like Omaha or something or or the Riviera. Or the Riviera. Do you think you might go to culinary school? No. no. I don't take classes in anything. I mean, I never took acting classes. I never took voice lessons. Uh, I never, you know, I've been drawing a lot recently. I never studied art. I, I'm a self, I'm a self-taught kind of a lady. <laughs> What's happening to my mm. voice and my personality just now? I don't know. I mean, Check. You're, you're, I guess you are a whole new person. I guess so. <clears throat> Um, yeah. What else? I mean, I like that. I love this feeling of sort of like starting over. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, uh, and I wonder how, um, I wonder how many people feel that way because we are very lucky people. We're very fortunate that we're comfortable. And so, 
Oh, yeah. No, we are in the complete ridiculous minority of having the luxury to be like, "Mm, I just don't feel like doing anything. I think I'll start over and learn how to bake. Horrible and obnoxious. Right. I just want to lay around and not do anything. Yeah. No, it's it's insanely annoying. And um, I'm sure we've inflamed most of our listening audience. But we didn't mean to. We're just trying to be honest about our lives. Well, yeah, you can't help it that you uh, that I'm annoying. are a comedy legend who, you know, ha- have uh, been very well paid for the work that you've done. And that allows you to then purchase um, some very beautiful Dutch ovens. Yeah. And so forth um, to, you know... You don't just get one set of tongs. You get two different lengths of tongs. Yeah, I get the short ones and the long ones. Like, we're sitting pretty. Yeah. And I, um, you know, if if uh, we stay in this situation, I'm looking forward to sort of applying the same sensibility, I think, back into my shop. And, you know, I, you know that I started making ukuleles with an eye towards eventually making acoustic guitars. But things have been going well in the world of acting jobs. And so for me, that's become kind of a, I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm ever going to get to make a guitar because I have so much fun keeping busy, you know, doing acting stuff and writing books and whatnot. But now that the the world is slammed on the brakes, I think, oh, maybe I will actually get to crank out a guitar mm-hmm. and then become uh, a virtuoso guitar player. Mm-hmm. Turns out that is my thing. That is your thing. Classical, what did flamenco, that guy, did you flamenco get, guitar. Do you know what Nick Offerman did before his guitar records? <laughs> he he, used he to be started, on a TV as a, show. started as an actor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, you're going to be huge in Spain. Oh my God. I'll, I'll, I'll sit outside. Uh, Maybe you'll be able to visit the Love Island UK Villa ooh. while you're there doing your concerts. They're, they're actually on the island of Mallorca. Oh, Mallorca. I'm here to tell you. I didn't know that. Mallorca is supposed to be gorgeous. Uh, it, that, I've also heard that. You would never know it. From the television program. No. Because they don't leave the villa. They're, they don't. I mean, they've only left like a couple of times on weird dates where they have to, you know, skulk around because I'm sure nobody on the island of Mallorca wants them filming on their gorgeous island. And it's funny. they th- The dates aren't particularly scenery heavy. And uh, I'm just thinking of there was one recently where uh, a new boy... Um, had three consecutive dates with three different women or girls, as they're called on the show, and they kept or birds. They're that's, called that's birds, right. they're called and the birds and the guys are called lads or geezers. Yeah, uh, or bruv. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, bruv. Uh, but the the on these dates, the uh, the geezer and each uh, bird kept referring to and talking about the scenery like can you believe this look at this yeah but they like never flat field. but they never showed what they were looking right. at <laughs> yeah. yeah turn the camera around uh, guys 
I know. But yeah, I'll I'll become a perhaps a flamenco player. Do you remember that night? They show people having sex on Love Island too, by the way, under the covers. Um, in Barcelona, late. And I love that part of the show. Maybe one o'clock in the morning. We were wa- we had just gotten there, and we were wandering around at like one in the morning in the old part of the city. Every time they say this episode contains scenes not suitable for only suitable for older audiences, I say, yay. And we came, <laughs> we're walking through the medieval, like, cobblestone streets. Like, it's like love letters. Like something out of we're doing a um, double monologue. Man of La Mancha. And we came upon this, this sort of hippie-looking, older troubadour playing the guitar and singing Leonard Cohen's Take This Waltz in Spanish. That was absolutely unbelievable. He was and there was so like one street light. Good. It was incredibly well Ancient lit. Ancient stone buildings and little cobblestone narrow streets and it was dark and nobody was around. Yeah. And he was an unbelievable guitar player and singer. And we danced. And we danced. It was nice. Oh, so nice. That was romantic. I mean, that was his intention. Did we? I'm sure we gave. Yeah, we gave him money. Yeah, we always yes. we always do that. Yeah, we I, just recently. John Strider, Healdsburg, be right. there. We went to Healdsburg just to like you know walk around and see what was happening, get out, change a scene. And um, there was uh, the town square, which is very charming and very tiny and town squarish. And there was some music. And so we walked over there and there's a little gazebo. And there was a guy standing there, just, just one guy with his amp playing guitar and singing. And he had a woman next to him. Robin few, Factor. Robin Factor singing some harmonies. And his name is John Strider. And he was really good. He was actually really good. His songs were so catchy. I mean, not really our taste exactly, but really catchy and good. I mean, he was good. He was great. I mean, he seemed and like he, he he's the kind of guy who maybe would have been guy number seven in the Eagles. You know, like yeah. from that sort of genre. And he... He said that he had been living in Sweden for 18 years. 18 years and had some hits on the radio. He had on yellow there. pants. I think he got those yellow pants in Sweden. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, so we came home and I Googled him. And, you know, he's not, he has a following. He's not, he's known. Yeah, he's for He's real. known. But he was playing in the square in Healdsburg. And, you know, there really weren't, he didn't have a big crowd. His guitar there. playing was also really tight yeah he was great he was really good his voice was great she was great i love john strider and robin factor i mean you, you and guys I, listen to him Go- google him <laughs> we generally love that it, uh, when we're, we're out and we come across someone making music oh my god yeah sometimes it's I amazing it, it's so moving sometimes it's perfectly mediocre but, but even we've been in restaurants and there's a guy playing piano yeah just like a guy sitting there just like playing standards i've burst into tears before because they're so good yeah. and just like some small town and some little restaurant and you know mm. 
think about everybody's situation and, and if maybe you have a job and you have, you know, a family that loves you and you have some security at home, we, who knows what that person's situation is. But uh, it, if you can, get up and give them a buck. Give them yeah. a, throw a fiver in their hat. Yeah. Make their day. Oh, that's nice. I think we should end it on that that lovely note. Do you want me to sing something? Um. <laughs> <laughs> what was the song you were singing? Was it earlier today or last night? It was last night. I was singing oh Sweet Leilani, which... Uh, what is that? Uh... I don't know if the Mills Brothers wrote it, but they that I know it from the Mills Brothers. I don't think they wrote really many of their I guess, any of their songs. I guess they didn't. They just beautifully sang Mills Brothers though, for sure. Now get on your whatever app you use and check out some Mills Bros. It's the best. Some Mills Bros. And you know what? Uh this is the last episode of season one of our podcast. Aww. So let's take this opportunity to say thank you to all 17 of you who... All 17 billion. That's right. Who tuned in and uh, and spent this time with us. I mean, how is season two going to even be more of a smash hit than season one? I guess we'll just have to stay at number one on all the charts. I guess. You guys, we love you. We love you and your sweet little souls and your beautiful minds. Thank you for listening. And we will um, bring more words into your spirits season two. But for now, lots of love. Good night. Good night. Bed with Nick and Megan is an Earwolf production. It's produced by Megan Mullally, Kevin Bartelt, and Michael Landry. Executive produced by Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon. Music by Nancy and Beth, which can be found at www.nancyandbeth.com. If you enjoyed In Bed with Nick and Megan, make sure to rate it and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag and Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, 
you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.